I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Greetings, Grapple fans. Uh, welcome along to episode 122 of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the AI Podcast channel. Yes, this is your regular roundup of all things WWE. Um, I am your host, Andy Wales, joined as ever by my audio tag team partner, Mr. Guy Drinkle. And Guy, um, we are getting close to WrestleMania. Things are getting exciting, but tonight we are particularly excited because we are going to be talking about what is arguably the highlight of the WrestleMania weekend. Oh, I since um, the takeover's inception of what what it's became under Triple H and all the uh, all the talent throughout the years. I mean, it, it's it's just every year it just seems to out, outshine WrestleMania. That that's for multiple reasons. One, because it's not seven hundred million hours long, and two, it's normally just better. And um, I imagine it'll be better again this year. But um, I don't think I'll be much use on this one, Andy, because I've not seen much of the card wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, come on, guy! That does that doesn't really matter too much with these things. I can I can bullshit <laughs> anything, Andy. You know this. <laughs> Anyway, right, for tonight, it is not just myself and Guy, because we do have a very special guest with us. He's from uh, the Man on the Post, a podcast over in football land, but he's also an avid wrestling fan, Mr. Scott Monroe. And Scott, you have special credentials in all of this, because you have been to, how many is it, the last four or five Road WrestleManias? Last five, so 30 to 34. And then, yeah, it's been, it was one, at first it was going to be a one-off just for me and my mates. And then we thought, let's do San Fran. Yeah, that was good. Let's do Dallas and then Orlando and then New Orleans. And I thought, yeah, let's do, let's do that. And then we saw New York and I thought, no, can't do it again. It's too much money, but it's, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from the cost and, and everything. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you say, you know, talk about it as an experience. And I think that's that's what it really has become, isn't it? It's almost like a package holiday now. You you don't just mm. you don't just go for WrestleMania. It it's become so much more than WrestleMania. Obviously you've got the Hall of Fame, you've got Takeover, but wherever the host in the event, obviously other wrestling promotions and wrestling-related um, shows, so to speak, 
get in on the act. They obviously they know where the money is. There's all the fans gathered around. I mean, what just what is it like? You know, we're in in that sort of in the area, in that whole vicinity, in that lead up to it, that whole week. Honestly, it's like it's carnage. <laughs> it's absolute carnage. Um, so last year in New Orleans, me and my friends flew out probably about four days before the event, before Mania. So I got there. I flew out on the Thursday and got to the Friday, and we went straight to WrestleCon. And you get all these old wrestlers, and you get some of the guys who were in uh, probably ROH, TNA, New Japan. Um, I met the Young Bucks last year and, and got to speak to them. Um, got to see some old WWE wrestlers around there. You just get to see some guys on the streets, um, and then you get access, and you get to stand in the queue for two hours and try and meet, try and get some to meet some wrestlers and get some photos taken, and then get uh, a signed picture and like a, a program, and that's you get like a couple of slots into that. That's quite good, but that is quite taxing as well because you're standing around for maybe four to six hours. Uh, time trying to get some signatures and that but you do get to meet some superstars and then you're straight into takeover hall of fame mania raw and smackdown and it's absolutely taxing on the body it's mentally and physically horrible but i wouldn't change it for the world so of of that whole wrestlemania week i mean how typically how long would it last would you be talking sort of four or five days beforehand with all little sideshows and um, events going on before obviously getting into TakeOver and the Hall of Fame and WrestleMania and then Raw and SmackDown leading up to that? Yeah, you'd normally get stuck, like uh, some indie shows around the area are where the, sorry, the destination where WrestleMania is on like Thursday, Friday, Friday night. So you'll have like, I think maybe Joe Janela's show, maybe like, I think isn't this called Spring Break or something? So that could be on like a Thursday or a Friday night. And then you get like WrestleCon, do a couple of shows on a Thursday and Friday night. You might have like some local independent shows. Um, uh, if my memory serves me right, in San Fran, there was an ROH show on the Friday before WrestleMania. And then me and my friends went to an NXT show. That was the last one before it was uh, TakeOver. So TakeOver was implemented in 2016 as like... Uh, into like the package so yeah you get like shows a couple of indie shows in the destination just probably three three days before mania so are you just kind of all wrestled out by the time you get to wrestlemania itself uh probably the raw after wrestlemania yeah. it's it's a massive come down and then you get the massive high of uh of the the craziest night of the of the sh- uh, of the weekend of like uh, which is raw after mania where anything and everything can happen yeah and, and and i guess there's all four corners of the globe represented to you you mm. know getting to meet people from from all over the world uh, in that whole kind of week around it yeah uh, so uh there's, there's, there's probably about four or five of us from swindon that flew out has flown out in the last couple of years you get to see i've got some friends from ireland which we met in new orleans in 2014 um i stayed in touch with them and you get to see people from all over say australia chile uh france germany yeah all over yeah that sounds pretty cool which which has been your favorite one up to now then uh 31 so san fran so the anniversary of that the four-year anniversary is actually tomorrow i was looking at that up yesterday 
and that's when uh, Rollins cashed in on Lesnar at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From start to finish, that's one of my favourite WrestleManias I've yeah. been to. But what and what was that like, to be in the crowd, that moment when, you know, his music hits and you realise what's happening there? Uh, Bedlam, everyone yeah. around us was actually going absolutely mental. Uh, it's just like, what is going on? Because it was like, a, a, that match was a, a slow build and I think m- the majority of the crowd was thinking, is Roman Reigns going to win? Because that, um, that was hotly tipped just before. And that was the time when we didn't know where Lesnar was going to re-sign. And I think he re-signed probably, what, the Tuesday before Mania? And, yeah, it was absolutely bedlam in, like, around us where we were sitting in, uh, I think it's, it's San Fran- uh, the, the stadium in San Jose. It was just absolute chaos, and it didn't stop until probably about five or ten minutes after the show. Yeah, because obviously it's such a unique moment, never been done before. Yeah. Yeah, totally throw it out there. It was brilliant, brilliant swerve. So, uh, what what about the the Hall of Fame then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's. I mean, we we spoke briefly about this before before we started recording, and it was something that I used to really enjoy. You know, seeing some of the old guys, you know, just just to see where they are now, and just the bit of mic time. But it was only sort of about five to ten minutes, and you hear some of the stories, and they were good fun. It's become. I, I feel in the last two three years, it's become like an event in itself. Yeah. But, like WrestleMania, probably about two or three hours too long. I mean, what what was that like to to be there for that? Oh, um, yeah, I I totally agree. Like the last couple um, in Orlando and last year in New Orleans were, I think, close to hitting four hours tops. And I think a couple of the guys that went in poor hillbilly gym last year i think that went on for about 45 minutes and i think quite a few people around where we were sitting were getting a little bit restless it yeah it goes on too long it should be at least two hours long not hitting four maybe four and a half hours it's it's very demanding mm. like like sitting through death by powerpoint <laughs> yeah well, yeah and <laughs> and probably sitting through the last couple of hours of a, a long wrestlemania yeah. Uh, what What about this year's then? I mean, the, the headlines DX, um, but we've just had this week, this past week, we've had the news that uh, the Hart Foundation have been inducted. So, um, what? Any thoughts on this year's Hall of Fame? How that's shaping up? Yeah, it looks good. It's looked good in the last couple of weeks, and I think a couple of people were a bit quizzical that I know about Tory Wilson. I think maybe it's that era of wrestling. Um, what had the what was it the Brian Panties matches the Playboy covers and such and such she got a lot of money and she bought the company a lot of money for that but DX is oh, one of my favourite factions growing up I'm I'm close to 32 so I grew up on the Attitude Era and it, that was brilliant I'm probably one of the best eras of wrestling in my eyes so DX is a part of that um, I know we talked a bit about. Heart Foundation through DM. And I, I think you're quite chuffed about that. And yeah, I'm, I'm a bit older than you. Yeah, so yeah, I, they they were my era getting when I was getting into it. So that for me, that's you know, it's it's a bit of a pop for me. Yeah. What do you think about Owen not going in? Do you think that will come soon, or do you think that will? I, I, never I would happen? imagine. Yeah, I would imagine it will come eventually. Uh, I think it's a delicate thing, isn't it? It's an ongoing yeah. delicate thing, unfortunately. Um, a guy. You're the, the silent one in all this at the moment. Um, 
uh, I'm guessing Heart Foundation a little bit before your time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know who they are. Never seen them wrestle. I've seen Brett obviously wrestle against Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. But yeah, I know. Obviously, I, I know. Uh, yeah, a bit before my time. But th- this pretty much every time we cover the Hall of Fame. I mean, Tory Wilson is probably the one I know best. Uh, Do you have fond so that's, memories that's... of Tory Wilson, guy? Very fond. Tor- very Tory fond. and Sable. Very Sable. Yes. Yeah, we won't go into. Yeah, we... Sorry, I just, I just, I just, I blacked out there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm happy for Tory Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I detected yeah, that by the way your voice kind yeah, of went up about three yeah. updates. <laughs> and Scott, what what about NXT then? The takeover. What is the atmosphere like there in the building? Because as a viewer at home, it just it's something that to me kind of amplifies what we're seeing in the ring. I think it's it's a beautifully put together product in, in it in that it's it's not too long. It's it's excellent in ring work, and and that for me. That atmosphere that you get through the screen as a viewer just really adds to it and helps to make it special. But what's it like actually being there in the crowd while it's going on? Oh, it's it's absolutely mental. You get these hardcore wrestling fans. It's like an indie show. It's like another indie show, but while well put together by WWE. And it's it's Triple H's baby, isn't it? So he's got full control over that. And he's handpicked all these stars from like the Indies in US, UK, and all over the world, and and, and in Japan. And it's an amazing spectacle. Um, the last three um, manias and the takeovers have been absolutely brilliant to be at. So Dallas, Orlando, and last year at New Orleans, it's it's brilliant. So I got to see Shinsuke Nakamura's debut against Sami Zayn in Dallas. That was phenomenal. And then the last two years have been absolutely exceptional. Last year's it was probably the best one I've been to. Um, the card was stacked top to bottom. So you had the ladder match, you had the, the Dusty Classic, you had um, Gargano and Champa, and it was it was more, for me, the best night of the the, the holiday and for the, the Mania experience in the weekend, that that was the best part. And Guy, moving on to NXT TakeOver this year, that, that card, I mean... You know, as we've, you know, we experience, we've experienced it as viewers that we've always enjoyed these. And what Scott's saying there, you know, about that whole experience of a fan and the the atmosphere that you get. How how do you how do you, what do you expect from this year's? Because, I mean, if if we're honest, we look on look at the card and you think there's a lot of call ups recently, isn't there? And then you've got the injury to Tommaso Ciampa as well. There's been you know that the reserves have been sort of how would you say depleted, but not exactly. Not exactly. Mm. That they've you know that the main roster's been calling for quite a lot of people, hasn't there? So there's been a bit of change around in a short period of time. But do you do you think it's going to take any of the magic away from what we see at Takeover? Um, match quality, no storytelling, yes, because um, I, I believe this was going to be the final, or well, not final, probably the the end of the Champa Gargano story in NXT at least, and well, we, we that's been the best feud of probably this generation of WWE. Um, so that's kind of disappointing from that from that point of view. But in terms of match quality, I mean NXT always delivers. Um, 
and, and just looking at the card, I think five matches. We know it's just going to be quick, amazing action throughout, and um, that's the real difference between that and WrestleMania. Um, and yeah, it's 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 just going to be excellent, like every takeover is, and especially the WrestleMania weekend one. It's all it's always so it always seems to be next level. And just looking at the card, um, I've seen. Some of them wrestle, <laughs> some of them wrestle. Uh, I've not seen Walter wrestle uh, and Matt Riddle. I've already seen him at the previous takeovers where his matches were a bit shit um, and pointless. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, even just jumping into the unknown, I trust NX, uh, Triple H and the NXT bookers and the talent, more importantly, that, that it's going to be an excellent show. But um, I mean... They've subbed in Champa quite well and made a hell of an interesting match, that's for sure. Yeah, Adam Cole's not too bad a substitute, to say the very least. Um, I think looking at it, you know, the, the people have already been kind of called up and are still performing here, and maybe more call-ups that we expect. I, I think there's going to be mm. a big rebuilding job uh, after WrestleMania, which, you know, NXT has faced you know, probably four, five, six times before, but it always seems to come back stronger. So that obviously that gives you a lot of hope for the future that uh, just when you think, oh, how do they come back from losing this many stars? They just seem to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And and Scott, uh, first match we'll get into then. So we've got the UK, the NXT, uh, NXT UK Championship, it's a bit of a mouthful. Is, uh, yeah. Pete Dunne <laughs> defending <laughs> against Walter. Um, and you mentioned, you know, lots of Brits there. Uh, Germans there as well. All lot, just loads of Europeans there. So I think this, not only in terms of match quality, that this potentially could steal the whole show and the whole mm. weekend, but I think in terms of atmosphere, this could really be something very, very special. Yeah, it's more than like, um, I forgot to say this earlier, it's literally just popped into my head now. It's like a football match, it's like a football atmosphere. So that, I think you'll get that part of the, um, from the part of the show. And um, we saw that, was it NXT UK takeover? Was it back in January? Time when, um, Walter debuted and you got to see everyone in, in, um, in Blackpool lose their shit when that happened. And you got to see Pete Dunne look a bit scared and, what was going on after his excellent match with uh, one of the Coffee Brothers? But yeah, that's that's going to be special, and you've got that atmosphere added onto that. And as you said, that could be probably one of the matches of the weekend, and if not, the matches of of the night at Takeover. Is it is it one you're looking forward to, then, Guy? Are you looking forward to seeing Walter for the first time? Well, I could only go on reputation, and, and people said he was one of the best workers of last year and um i mean i think the last time they promised that it was like nakamura ricochet um who else probably everyone else nxt's brought in <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's i mean i'm I'm just really excited and if it can match kind of like the last time i went into the unknown probably nakamura versus sammy that um, uh, scott mentioned if it can match that or even surpass it, which I wouldn't be surprised because Pete Dunne just likes to put on five star matches mm. for it's pretty much his hobby oh, yeah. nowadays. Oh, yeah. Never mind his job. Um but yeah, I think you mentioned it before we started recording, Scott. This is this could be the one that steals the show, and if Walter's anything like his reputation, I think it's a it's a sure thing to do that. He's a big guy as well, and he moves very well for a big guy. 
Uh, mm. And here's the question then, because Pete Dunne's been UK champion for quite a while now. So is this the ideal opportunity, do you think, then, for the title to change hands? Is it seven? Is it close to seven hundred days now? It surpassed Brock's universal title reign from last year. I think you might get to see a surprise, and you might see Walter with the the title on his shoulder. I think the time has probably come, and you might see Pete Dunne do something more in WWE. Mm, that that would be interesting. Do you think that could be a possibility, then, Guy? Do, do you think? Um, we maybe see Pete Dunne transition across from the just the UK product into NXT itself. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I thought you were going to go main roster there, and I kind Ooh. of gasped. I kind of gasped with uh, no, please, no. <laughs> You'll ruin him quite <laughs> quite quickly. Um, that's a good show, actually, because I mean it's one way of transitioning it. But I mean, if they're going to use the UK Championship on on the American one. They could probably keep this program with Walter going for one, if not two, or even more um, takeovers and stuff. But I think that's a good shout. I mean, we even saw it teased, or when before NXT UK became an actual thing, we saw um, Pete Dunne being used. Well, they were teasing stuff like MV Ricochet. Um, obviously, they were feuding with Undisputed Era with Mustache Mountain for a while, weren't they? But I, I quite like that. If I think if they want to get him over to over with an American audience, it, it might be something to do that with NXT audiences. But I mean, my greatest fear is if he goes up to the main roster because foreigners don't do well there, do they? <laughs> well, well, not. It depends, doesn't it? It depends how big they'll you make, they'll make it. Are. They'll make him into William Regal and put him in a dress eventually. Not with that Brummy accent. Or. Don't tempt Vince. <laughs> no, no, that 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 very brummy accent. Yeah, that won't happen. They'll get Wade Barrett back and make a tag team. Oh, could do. Yeah, could do, that'd yeah. actually be alright. Yeah, that would actually won't be too bad. <laughs> bad. I, I could think of worse stuff than do with it, but yeah, I wouldn't mind that actually. I mean, there's the logic in there as well. Is that you know it's it's been well reported that. Walter doesn't want to work outside of Europe. He wants to. He does want to stay mm. there. To stay so there. obviously, having the UK product just within the UK, and and if he's moving on and kind of figurehead in that, it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's clear, hasn't it? It's been clear for quite a while that that Triple H sees great things in Pete Dunne. And hey, if you can't see great things in Pete Dunne, I think there's something wrong with your vision. But he he obviously is very high on Pete Dunne. So. I just, I just wonder whether, perhaps not now. Perhaps you know, we just because of that old school mentality that Triple H has, and we've seen in NXT so many times. You know, the the title changes hands, then the new champion kind of cements their title reign by beating the former champion as the former champion makes their way out of mm-hmm. uh, out of the promotion. It's it's very much like the the old. <clears throat> it is a, an old school way of doing it, the old territory way of doing it. So I, I do wonder if it's, you know, over the next sort of some point in the next few months that we do see Pete Dunne make his way across to the States and, and be based there full time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The only, the only problem is he, he just had a baby as well. His, his partner had a baby in, in November, and I don't know if he might want to up sticks and go to the US, but if the opportunity comes, he might have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll be, uh, let's hop on a plane, darling. Yeah, let's go to Orlando. <laughs> it's lovely over there. Yeah, hey, you don't have to sit in the cheap seats with a, with a screaming uh, screaming kid. No. I'm sure they'll put on a nice uh, a nice seat for him. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, I can see it. Um, what about the tag team titles then, Guy? Um, our our, our favourite uh, kicks and flips team, um, <laughs> they, they've, uh, spoiler alert in case you haven't seen it, they do win the, the Dusty Classic. I, I guess this is just kind of a way of solidifying the fact that they are currently a tag team and obviously this is the way they've been introduced to the main roster. Um, so they're going to go up against the War Raiders I I can't see anything else other than lots and lots of fun for fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, this is going to be. I imagine this will open the show, um, and this will probably be the one that just kind of explodes the the pay per view into life or, or the event into life. And um, yeah, I mean, I've loved the War Raiders since they've came in. I didn't really watch them. Um, before I actually I watched them once in Japan and they were brilliant there. Um, but yeah, this I reckon this will be excellent. I really do. But um, it's interesting, obviously, with Alistair and Ricochet being on the main roster. I imagine they'll be in um, a WrestleMania match the night after, especially going off TV. I mean, if if it's not them v the Revival, that's I don't know where they're going with that angle. <laughs> if it's not that, but if that's the case. I can't really see them winning this match. I think the War Raiders will win. And then Alistair Black and Ricochet possibly go on to WrestleMania and win there. Mm. Um, probably be my guess. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see, just to see what the WrestleMania card is as much as anything with, with that. Cause obviously, things aren't fan, uh, finalised on that. But, <clears throat> Scott, is this one you're looking forward to watching? 
Yeah, I completely agree. And I was just thinking maybe Andre the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, if they don't have anything for, for them on Mania with the Revival and those tag champs. So I, I could see them being squished into that. But yeah, I can see this also starting and you've got the uh, the calibre of Ricochet and um, Alistair Black and the high flying and the uh, the Dutch jiu-jitsu against the two man mountains of the war raiders I think this could be a, a 15 to 20 minute um, absolute wonderful spectacle and you, you're going to get a very hot start with a hot crowd as well yeah that's it it's, it's going to be fun what what about the the women's uh, championship four way battle then? We've got uh, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, and Io Shirai. Um, what would you be? What would your expectations be for this one, Scott? I don't. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Normally, like a, a few years ago, you would probably say this is like. Not to be disrespectful, but but like the toilet break match. But women's wrestling in the last few years has been exceptional, and the last few times on um, NXT takeovers, like last year, um, the Baszler match was amazing. She's such a she's taken the MMA star to to the WWE and taken it to a new level, and she's one of the best to watch in my eyes. I think this could be a classic, and I think she might. In my eyes, I think she'll probably retain, and then you might see the four horsewomen, and then the other four horsewomen maybe do something in the future. Yeah, I th- we've we've um, kind of speculated about this one, haven't we, guy? You know that, that at some mm. point you've got you've got this perfect storm of the the four horsewomen of MMA and the four horsewomen of wrestling. They've managed to get them all together. Um, in the same company at the same time, but it still feels quite some way off. Obviously, the, the rumours are that uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be taking a break uh, after WrestleMania. So, if they do, if they do want to work towards that, you, you'd imagine it's still going to be some distance off. Yeah, you might think it'll probably be WrestleMania next year, if if any time, or if they want to save it for Survivor Series with obviously the four v four, probably be the Survivor Series um, after next, if she is um, going away to have a baby and and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it is a it is a weird one. I mean, we we pretty much we pretty much expected the day. Um, the last members of the four horsewomen of MMA joined the company. And, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get it at some point. I'm sure we will. But in terms of this match, it's strange. Regular listeners to the show probably, probably realise I'm not um, Shayna Baszler's biggest fan. I, I did that type of match just doesn't... It just doesn't really click with me. I, I mean, I like Takari Sane matches. Um, and I didn't really like her Ember Moon work. But I think she's definitely getting better, and I think the fact they've added more, um, and especially two more elite workers rather than Bianca Belair, I think I think this will probably be her favorite match for me because I think you kind of get the less of MMA focus. I think the MMA stuff will work better in main in the main roster for me. Um, but I think with this being a, a four person match with um, the two. The two mad sky pirates in it. I think. I think this will probably be my, um, Shana's most fun match for me. Yeah, she's got the title. Yeah. 
you, you would imagine that there's there's got to be a lot of spots planned for this one. Yeah, and obviously, I was, I was just about to say that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the you'd imagine again, you know, a good 15, 20 minutes to work here and, and the opportunity to get in and get out and, and the different types of workers here because Bianca Belair is deceptively strong. She's a phenomenal athlete. And obviously you've got the MMA background of, of Shayna Baszler and the way that she works. And then you've got Yosha Rai and Kairi Sane, who are great, phenomenal high flyers. So the, there's you throw all that in the mix and you know somewhere in there you, you are just going to get a great sequence of fun spots. Yeah, um, where do you guys think this will be on the card? Do you think this, do you think this could be after the the first match, or they, do or they think they might push this down a little bit lower? I think it'll be between the UK and the main event. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I would I'd have, I'd have expected it to be either the third or the fourth match on. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same because they sort of did this last year. I think last year it may have been just before the main event. And that, that hyped up the crowd, so they're just trying to get they shoehorn this way in the match into that card. That card, sorry, shoehorn this match into what type of uh, match the first match is. So I probably see this probably third or fourth match on the card. Yeah, uh, I, I would. I would imagine so. As uh, obviously, you really don't want the crowd um, overly hyped and <laughs> overly yeah. excited before you're heading into the main event. You don't want to burn the crowd out. Uh, it's that whole thing, isn't it? So, what what about in terms of where the belt goes? Then, do you do you think Shayna retains then? Because you, when you look at the the women's roster, the on the uh, on Raw and SmackDown, it, it kind of needs. A little bit of a refresh in there, doesn't it? it? Needs it does need some fresh blood, especially with the way that they've got things at the moment in terms of Raw and SmackDown. Oh, it really mm-hmm. needs something new to be injected to to uh, to change it around a bit. So, do you, do you think Shayna could well be getting the call up uh, straight after her takeover? Oh, I think she probably will retain, and I think she might get a call up. Maybe at SummerSlam. Um, after all, uh, they're doing the shake-up uh, what, a week after Mania. So I think it's the night after. Oh, is it the night I after? The night I think. After. Okay, I, I read it was maybe the week after. I might be wrong. Yeah. I might be wrong. So I think you might see her called up after SummerSlam and the to take over then. Yeah, as not to get kind of lost in the shuffle. Of yeah. It. Interesting. Interesting. What about you then, guys? You, you think, uh, can you see... Shayna retaining and getting the call up a little bit later down the line? I could see her staying in NXT, but I think if you want to kind of like um, move her out of NXT after SummerSlam, possibly have her lose tonight and then the rematch would be the SummerSlam one, I think. So that might be the way to do that, which is still working that time frame, obviously. Um, But in terms of winner, um, I'd probably pick um, Ayo Shirai because we haven't seen that yet. And um, if the one not legitimised, because she's obviously been fantastic in the company, but to kind of put her in on a bigger pedestal, um, her v Shana, we've not seen that, I don't think. Um, put them have Io win by not pinning Shana, um, and then have her against Shana at the SummerSlam one, and then call her up after SummerSlam, or even not, just call her up with the draft. Because I mean, the women's the women's division needs 
mega surgery. Mm. I'm sure we'll cover that mm. uh, more on the WrestleMania one, considering what happened with Asuka at, on SmackDown. Uh, but less of that. I've got a rant <laughs> for that later. Uh, but yeah, the, the women's division need needs something new, and Shayna can add that, but I'll probably need more than Shayna, considering the amount of messes that, that's in there. But um, yeah, I think I will win this one, and I think Shayna will... Um, do the do the job in the next takeover, shall we say? Well, here's here's a here's my prediction then. Um, Bianca Belair wins, but doesn't pin Shayna. Doesn't pin or submit Shayna. So Shayna gets the call up, and and she can say that she was she was never ever defeated. You know, she she never got defeated to lose that NXT Women's Championship. That can be her thing. Uh, and and perhaps she will have a match, and that will solidify Bianca Belair. But then I think we'll have Bianca Belair taking on Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, um, either in a three-way or perhaps you know individually one than the other as as a first program. Because I do mm. I do think there's there's a big future for her. I think mm. she's still kind of green, but for her to work with them too initially, I think. It could be the really the beginning of something. So that's there's my prediction for you. There's a little prediction. Interesting. I don't think she's ready for that going off the last takeover match though. But uh, I can't remember who made that. I can't remember who made the point. Uh, but she's obviously not used to working as a as a face, which she was against Shader. So it could be a good, could be a better program if she's against one of Sane or Shirai, mm. I suppose. Yeah, mm. she could work as a heel then and do uh, her dirty tactics. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, 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 I think that she has real star quality about her, and just get better and better. But anyway, so uh, North American Championship, Matt Riddle against the Velveteen Dream. Uh, Scott, did you get to see anything of Matt Riddle before he uh, arrived at NXT? Not really. Only clips on Twitter, and then it came to me that he wrestles barefoot which i haven't seen for a while um probably back in the days in what early 90s i'm really impressed he's like transitioned from ufc where obviously he had the, the problems with the uh the marijuana and stuff and then he, he's been brilliant in wwe and he's taken to it like a duck to water i'm very intrigued to see what he and velveteen dream can do uh, next week because that could be something special. Mm. I, I was a bit unsure at first the whole bro thing. Yeah, the and, bro. Um, yeah. yeah, it did kind of play into the marijuana thing kind of very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to take you to the side test you now. Um, yeah, I was a little unsure at first. I, I know Guy had only seen very short clips of him because his matches have been very very brief but in recent weeks he's been he's been wrestling uh, wrestling more wrestling a bit longer and you kind of get to see that other side um you know where he transitions from being this kind of surfer dude into this really aggressive MMA fighter and that is where you start to get excited when you see him become this aggressive <clears throat> excuse me MMA fighter oh my word you just think, well, keep keep channeling that, and and people are going to get super super hot about this guy. Yeah, his 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 last couple of matches, what was it against Chris Hero, aka Cassius Ono, and that was what a minute, probably even less. 
there was like two squash matches and I've seen a little bit of his stuff on the independence and it, it, it was it was really good to see and he's like taking the transition and as you said if he just does what he's been doing recently he's going to be a star and he's going to be an absolute superstar and I'm, as I said earlier I'm really intrigued to see what him and Valvertine can do because Valvertine last year last year's taker was uh, exceptional in that in that ladder match some of the stuff he was doing and he's taken on in the last year he's been he's been brilliant yeah he just has the crowd in the palm of his hand doesn't oh, he oh yeah yeah uh, you're, you're, oh, you yeah, are a fan, you, you are a fan aren't you guy oh yes I love the bloke he, he needs to stay in NXT forever forever <laughs> <laughs> oh he's just I, I, I love the bloke and the only bad thing is I'm going to guess Matt Riddle's going to win this and that means Velveteen's not really had the title for any amount of time really um, does does that could that possibly mean that um, that we see Velveteen on Raw or SmackDown immediately after Mania though, guys? Uh, don't do that. I, I I well I I don't know. I think you just look at he's got everything about him, hasn't he? The charisma, the talking, the presence. He's even got the you know the height, the size, the physique as well that Vince would like. You, you think this guy has just everything. You know, if you could, you get everything and put it in a bottle. It's there. It's him, isn't it? You, you, do you not think maybe they'd see him and go, right? Yeah, we can get behind this guy. We could really, really push him. I think that. I'm not sure. I, well, nobody knows what Vince thinks. <laughs> um, that's the problem. I mean, if you built a character for Vince to perfectly plan, I mean, I, I'd suppose it'd be. I mean, he's done. He's done face work. He's done heel work. He's charismatic as hell, as you said. He's he's put on some excellent matches. Um, uh, the um, Champa match at the last takeover, I think it was, was excellent. Um, Alistair Black feud, excellent, and that was built on pretty much the story of just saying his name, yeah, which is different yeah. level. <laughs> um, it's just mad how storytelling in NXT is different to the main roster. But if if he was to get called up, and Vince gave him time. Which is the big problem. Um, I'm sure he could he could become a star rather quickly because he could do anything really. I mean, he's got he's got a weird kind of camp extravagant gimmick, and that's normally something Vince tries to break people with. And he's made he's made it something brilliant. It's like amazing. Well, so if he if he did get called up, I'd have hope for him, but. And every NXT call up apart from like Elias has suffered. <laughs> Scott will, will know this one. Um, I think there's similarities into this kind of persona uh, to the the nineties Goldust. I was just about to. I was about to say Goldust myself. Very early nineties him versus Razor Ramon esque vibes about it. So he took the word straight out of my mouth, Andy. Yeah, I completely agree over that. Yeah. Oh, that was about ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. I think it was right before Razor just disappeared off the screens. Yeah. So he, what is him and Kevin Nash, aka Diesel, went yeah. to WCW. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. see, you can see very early gold dust in him. And so, what, what about the outcome of this match? Then, I mean, we obviously, you know, we think it, it could be something really exciting. It. It could be really short as they've done that with with Riddler. And normally, normally, yeah, people do benefit from squash matches, but I actually think it's been the opposite for Riddler. I think he's benefited from showcasing what he can do in longer matches. 
I would hope that this isn't anything like a squash match, and and I trust that Triple H wouldn't do that to, on a, on a takeover yeah. to a significant style like this that they're building. Um, so, do you think you know we get at least a minimum of ten minutes here, and then maybe a bit of smoke and mirrors before we see Matt Riddle giving his first title ring? Yeah, I could probably probably extend it to what fifteen, maybe fifteen minutes, and you get to see them to put on. I think probably a very good match because I think they can have the chemistry that Riddle has had with recent matches. I think he's worked with Keith Lee in the past. who's just recently gone to NXT. Um, I, I, in my eyes, I could see um, Velveteen holding on to the title and you could probably see a bit of a few going into the next couple of takeovers later on in the year. And then you could see Riddle taking the title off him and then, I regrettably say that Valtteri could be on the main roster. And Guy, where where do you see the title going here? Um, I think Matt Riddle will get it. I think they've booked him that strongly with squash matches. I'm not like saying he's like a Ryback or something like that because he's obviously not that limited. Um, but yeah, I think I think if Matt Riddle loses clean to. Um, Velveteen, it'd be kind of strange. So I think they have to put it on Riddle if they want to legitimise him. And I think we've seen in the past that Velveteen can survive a loss pretty easily, if not grow from it and be better. Um, so I think I think it'll have to be Riddle who wins this and then pray for the best that Velveteen doesn't get called up. <laughs> not this time. Yeah. <laughs> call me Vin- up Vince on his on his tights. No. Uh, oh, please yeah. don't call me up. Vin- Vince has got a track record of NXT stars and failings. As this guy said, I think Elias at best has probably been the best one recently. Yeah. Charlotte Charlotte and Becky, obviously. Yeah. Um yeah. And uh Drew McIntyre you could probably yes, say he's done better. Yes. Yeah, got probably got over better on the main roster than he, than. That's because he's a heel. Yeah, just, just <laughs> he's yeah, a heel. I, yeah, the the you very few and far between though, aren't there? That's that's the issue. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So main event so, then, um, as we mentioned, obviously Tommaso Ciampa uh, out injured. He had to have neck surgery. Um, undetermined amount of time as to how long he'll be away. So what we have instead is Johnny Gargano taking on uh, Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match. And Guy, um, I will be very surprised if Gargano doesn't have the championship, even though we have seen him compete on Raw and SmackDown. I I just think this is going to be um, sensational and a real opportunity for for Adam Cole to to get back in there and show or remind everyone just what he can do. I haven't seen Adam Cole in bloody years. This is the thing, isn't it? (laughs) The undisputed era have been taking a lot of losses of late Mm. uh, and we haven't seen much of of Adam Cole in and around the main event at a region. So I just think this is a real opportunity and... And I can't imagine him and Johnny Gargano wanting to do anything but steal the show. Yeah, and I mean they're perfectly placed to do that. I mean, two out of three falls match. It's it's not going to be one of them main roster ones where the first falls within three seconds for a roll up. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be madness. Um, 
and uh, well, you could probably say about every match they're going to steal on the show. That's the problem with these one. You look at the main roster, you think like two or three, and this is like uh, the whole card could steal the show. Hmm. But yeah, this one. I mean, it's a shame Champer isn't there, but you couldn't you couldn't find a better sub really. Um, I expect Johnny Gargano will win, as you mentioned, even with his main roster call up thingy. Um, that looks like it's been put on hold until at least Champers back, or if not, they can do it later in the year. And but they, to finish the story, or to kind of put a, another major point in the story, with Gargano finally winning the big one, um, perfect time to do it. And Adam Cole, elite worker. I haven't. I don't think I've seen him since him and Ricochet had a match. Which was probably two takeovers ago, I think. Um, so yeah, that's the last time I seen Adam Cole, I think. But um, yeah, per- perfect match, perfect people, and I think we we say this probably for about a year now. I think we're all expecting Undisputed Era to get that call up, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Frost Banner and the work with Adam Cole wouldn't, and then trying to continue the Gargano story onto the main roster, I suppose. But um, I expect Gargano will win myself. Scott, do you expect this then to be kind of this ongoing storyline of um, of Gargano battling to to win the big one, you know, to get over the line? Yeah, it's it's the story that started for NXT Takeover Chicago a couple of years ago, and then after they lost the type uh, the, the tag titles in the ladder match and Champa turning on him, and he had that massive story, probably one of the better story told in WWE over, over the last couple of years, along with the Kofi Kingston story that's been going along on the main roster. And they had the the couple matches last year, which were amazing. I got to see the one in uh, New Orleans, and that was brilliant. And then you had the one after. And then you had this, where you had Gargano, was, was he turning heel and with the attack on Alistair Black? And then mm. them two joining together. And then what we... I think probably would have aired maybe two weeks ago on NXT with uh, Gargano turning on Champa, and then unfortunate Champa had the the horrible neck injury and he had the surgery and as you said we don't know how long he's going to be out for. I think it's going to be excellent storytelling and him holding the belt at the end of the night. Yeah, it's a kind of storytelling you just you just don't often see on the main roster, isn't it? This this long slow burning thing of of Gargano's uh, struggling struggling to to win the big one to you know achieve his his ultimate dream you know getting close getting close but not quite getting there and then and like desperation you know trying other things like you know that like a heel turn but then it was pricking away his conscience and and then joining back up with Champa and and you could see you know with uh, with his wife coming out and it's it is really subtle stuff that they've used in his whole his whole persona and and then the crowd have added to that you know between them chanting Johnny wrestling Johnny failure Johnny takeover and it's it really has added something to it and I just it has been one of the best character developments mm. that we've seen I think in in the under the banner of WWE in many many a year. So the the subtleties that you just unfortunately don't tend to see on the main roster. 
No, do you think it was the same sort of story of the the Daniel Bryan story of late 2013 to New Orleans in 2014 of him them calling him like a B plus player and stuff like that of him mm. trying to get over the line and you've got that story going now with Kofi. Yeah, um, not quite just, as subtle though, wasn't it? That was no. the thing with Bryan. It was a bit more um, smasher over the head with a with a sledgehammer. Part yeah, <laughs> burying talent. It's, it's, they used to call Triple H. Um, do you think Candice LeRae will have something to say in this match? I know her and her PWG stuff has a bit of a, a history of Adam Cole, so I just wonder if she might play a factor in this. Mm, I, yeah, you kind of wonder whether there'd be something in there, because you would imagine that the Undisputed Era um, make an appearance at some point. Uh, I, I mean, my expectation would be that Adam Cole wins the uh, the the first bout wins the first fall sorry uh, and then we then we get into the the whole storyline yeah of of obviously he manages somehow manages to get one back and it's that the whole thing of of the baby face in jeopardy uh, and and maybe that's where we see Candice LeRae appear but um I think it would just be nice to finally get that culmination of this character build, of this whole kind of ongoing storyline over the past couple of years to, to really just culminate in this moment. And I think I think it's fair to say that he's that he's deserved to have that moment. Yeah, completely agree. He's one of the best wrestlers that I've seen in the last couple of years, like in with his independent work and what he's done on NXT. And as the storytelling has evolved, it, yeah, he's he's brilliant to watch and it's it's that feel good factor and it's like the 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 good guy storyline and if you get to see him holding the title with his wife at the end like he did with the uh, the knee brace last year that'd be good two two very good uh, moments for him in the last year with the uh, WrestleMania takeovers. Yeah, uh, that's it. It's it, yeah to go from him holding the brace to a year later holding the title. Um, I, I'm sure that won't be lost on Triple H and, and they'll use that in some way as well. Yeah. Um, and th- this is it. It's it's the little things like that and it's why we probably, so many of us have uh, have put our faith or our hope in Triple H um, get, taking the reins more creatively on Raw and SmackDown so we can get uh, something a bit better to watch uh, each week and not just have to watch it like it's a chore. Um, Guy, do you then fully expect to see um, Gargano lifting the title at the end of the night? I think we have to. It's been a long time coming for for perfect storytelling reasons. Um, so I think I think this is the right time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I quite I, I didn't realize it was a year on from the um, the brace uh, lifting. So I think that I think that kind of works into it well. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll I think it'll have to be Gargano because if they continue it in the main roster, they'll ruin it. Yeah, I've yeah. shot on the main roster a lot in this one. <laughs> <laughs> and and I guess the other side to that is then. Do we see the Undisputed Era turn up on either Raw or SmackDown straight after, or that week after? That week after. Mm. I think we have to, really, because, mm. I mean, we, we've said, um, well, I haven't seen Adam Cole in months. The Undisputed Era, um, I think they were in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I'm not a big watcher of the week. Yeah, they, see what I yeah, think they, they were. They were. So they lost that. 
they obviously lost the tag team titles on and the rematches. Um, so you, the team don't really have a place anymore, and the tag team division on both shows really needs it. Really needs flesh, there, fl- uh, fresh blood in it. Um, if I can get my words out, um, you're thinking of so Tory yeah, Wilson think, there, weren't you? Yeah, I blacked out again. <laughs> Complete head's gone. Uh, uh, dear, but yeah, I mean they could they could go on either show and and be perfect. And the only question or dynamic that could be interesting is whether they want Adam Cole to come up with on his own or stick with undisputed era. Cost. I mean, with. Um, with oh god, what's his, what's the other one's called? What's the singles wrestler called? The one who joined them, and he... Roderick Strong. Roderick, Roderick Strong. Yeah. yeah, when they added him in, obviously um, a fish was injured, so maybe falls a crowd now. So they might have Adam Cole go on it on his own, but I don't think they will. But nah. I think that might be. Nah. It might be something to do in the long term because um, if one's going for if they're going for the tag teams, he's going for a singles belt. Uh, Roderick Strong might be a slightly bit lost in there, but I'll, I'm sure they'll make it work. That's the only thing I can think of. I was going to say to you, actually, is, is these kind of undisputed hero, for me, have a bit of an overture of the radicals about them, Scott. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I was just about to say, there's rumour and innuendo that could be a fifth member. I don't know if you guys have heard that, that there could be... No. That it could be uh, Roderick Strong's other half, being as the... Uh, the new member of the uh, Undisputed Era. Mm. You're going to have to remind me. Who she, who oh, really Shafir, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Oh. So could that pair quest put in, a, put in something on the main roster? Hmm. That could be interesting. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. can see the Radicals in the them. The Radicals, um, <laughs> the radicals what, what a storytelling that was. And sadly... A couple of them are no longer with us. Um, I I do see a lot in them, but uh, Kyle O'Reilly is one of the most underrated wrestlers on the roster. Without that, he's so good, and so is Bobby Fish. And there, when they debuted, uh, what was it Takeover SummerSlam a couple of years ago? They had that feeling that coming from the Indies, the ROH. Um, all of them worked on ROH, and yeah, last year with the heel turn and of Roderick Strong. They were they were up there last year, but as since what January they haven't been on hardly on TV and they've been taking yeah. the owls and just you have that feeling that they could be moved up to the main roster soon as soon yeah. as it's that phasing out of TV, isn't it? Kind of phasing yeah. them out of storylines that does make you wonder, and and you just know, don't you? Like you said, you know that crowd that you have around that whole weekend. There's no better time to debut someone, especially with their background than the Raw or the SmackDown immediately after WrestleMania because they will get that huge pop and that gives that casual audience that feeling that these guys are a bit special. Yeah, you can imagine when you hear the shock the system comes out on either Raw and SmackDown, that place will go absolutely bananas. <laughs> Not sure it will. Uh, listen, it, we, we're out of time, but hey, it's... Um, it's sure to be one hell of a show. It really will be. I mean, it's usually somewhere, is it around about three hours, uh, Scott? I mean, it's, yeah. I guess when you're there, it doesn't feel that long, does it? No, it doesn't. It's. Uh, I think last year's was three hours, and the, the couple before that would touch in two and a half. So between two and a half and three hours. 
which is ideal, I think, for a, a wrestling pay-per-view in my eyes. Yeah, and you're still hyped at the end of it and you've still got the energy to keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> they, haven't, <laughs> they haven't burned you out with seven hours and three seven. hours pre-show. Oh, God, no. If we could talk about WrestleMania, that, that the last couple have been horrible. But, yeah, TakeOver's the place to be. And there you have it, folks. Um, Guy, we'll be back next week, won't we? We've, we've got um, a certain WrestleMania card to uh, to discuss. What will be longer, WrestleMania or the podcast? <laughs> oh, God, nothing's longer than WrestleMania. <laughs> Yeah, we might yeah. top we might top the Hall of Fame with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, bloody uh, hope not. Anyway, <laughs> um, so first things first, Scott, thank you so much for for coming on and joining us. Oh, no worries. Thank you for messaging me on Tuesday, maybe morning, and asking me is it a pleasure. <laughs> last minute, that's yeah, last, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I like the chaos. <laughs> We're, we're, we're kind of just getting into the whole spirit of WWE thing. I mean, at least it wasn't um, about an hour before we went on and asked you if you fancied it. Yeah, luckily I was home, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Let's rewrite Raw. Five, it's five minutes to TV. Ah, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We'll just send Triple H out to do a half-hour promo while we think about what we're going to do for the next two and a half hours of TV. God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, thanks for coming on, Scott. Um, and obviously, there's an open invitation there. Uh, should you ever wish to do so again in the future? All right, I might take you up on that offer. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's all, guy. We will be back next week, won't we? Oh, aye, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll be covering the big one. Yeah, the the big one, the um the the little brother, the big little brother of the weekend. Uh, before we go, though, there is a new column on um, that is out via the uh, the PWI site uh, on an Anfield Index, written by uh, Alex Barillaro. So please do check that out. We've retweeted it. We'll uh, we'll send it back out again. Um, that's via our Twitter handle PW. Was it sorry at PW underscore Index? I get there in the end. But anyway, <laughs> until next week when we've uh, we've got WrestleMania to discuss. Uh, that's it from myself and Guy and from Scott. So until next week, it's bye-bye now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.